Greetings and welcome to episode 11 of the Transform Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Christopher Anastasio, and uh, today uh, is November 18th, 2021. And like I said, welcome to episode 11. This episode is going to cover, well, our formal title, The Radio Isn't Dead, but the informal subject matter is about um, the importance of audio content, Uh, podcasts, uh, Clubhouse, Twitter Spaces, uh, these sorts of things. Those are the three main things that we're going to focus on today. Uh, but what I kind of wanted to start off with for you guys is kind of taking a step back and thinking a little bit about content formats. Now, we've talked in previous episodes about video content, and we've really driven home the point of <laughs> how important video content is. In fact, you know, just kind of browsing through our episode list. We talked about it in episode 9. We talked about it in episode 7. We kind of alluded to it, I believe, a little bit in episode 6 when we talked about Facebook impact, excuse me, impacting your business. So in just these first several episodes, we've we've talked about video many times. And there's no question that video content indexes the best, reaches the most people, creates the most engagement, so on and so forth. So By no means should you interpret what we're going to talk about today in terms of audio content as supplanting or over, you know, overtaking video content. But there is a particular advantage to audio content that you have to keep in mind when you are considering, you know, which formats to put your content out in uh, for your business and how you want to reach your audience and, and what kind of experience you want to create for them. And, you know, going back to my virtual mentor, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, um, Gary talks extensively, extensively about the importance of audio content, its rise in popularity, its rise in importance uh, in our society today. In fact, you know, I I religiously follow Gary's um, YouTube channel. I mean, I watch, you know, I've watched 300 plus of his daily V shows (laughs) Uh, that started in December 2015, and I'm now somewhere in, um, I believe in December 2017 is where I'm at in terms of the, um, the timing of his, of his Daily V shows that I watch. And I can attest to the fact that all the way back then, I mean, we're talking now almost five years ago, Gary was very adamant about the importance of voice, the importance of, you know, whether you're podcasting, uh, whether you are creating um, Alexa skills or bri- Alexa briefings. I'm not exactly sure what the terms are uh, for using the Alexa or the Google Home device, but, but but creating audio content for those devices. Whatever the case might be in terms of what you were doing, Gary was adamant about why you should be doing it. Now, of course, in 2017, some of these audio options that you have today, like Clubhouse and, and uh, Twitter spaces, didn't exist. Okay, but in many ways, what Gary was talking about, whether directly or indirectly or however you want to frame it, he he forecasted the rise in popularity of voice in terms of how many different ways you can consume audio content and all the different ways that it's being proliferated. Okay, and basically the way that Gary puts it that really resonates with me, and I think it's if, if there's one thing that you were to take away from this podcast, and one thing that you were going to sort of remember about it 
and, 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 you know, sort of weave into your strategy. It's that audio is all about time. And, you know, you might be sitting there saying, what do you mean, Chris? What, what does audio content have to do with time? Well, the reason it has to do with time is because when you're consuming audio content, you don't have to be watching anything. You don't have to give it your undivided attention. You don't have to be hands-free, right, when you, when you consume it. Okay, so when, so when you're listening to audio, you can be doing other things. You can be driving your car. You can be doing laundry. You can be changing a diaper. Okay, You can be doing a lot of different things while you're consuming audio content. If you're consuming video content and you're doing a lot of different things, well, in some sense, you're consuming audio, right? Because you're listening to the video, but you're not watching the video. So when Gary put it that way, that really clicked for me. That really drove home what is to be gained, you know, from an audience perspective, from getting content from their favorite providers, you know, their favorite businesses, their favorite influencers, whomever the case might be. There's a real advantage to, to, to having the content in that format for the audience because it gives them that flexibility. It gives them the option to keep their day going, continue to get things done, continue to live their life while being able to consume your content. So, so audio is a very, very powerful and important content format that you have to consider for those reasons. Now, you could argue if you're producing high-quality video content, you can simply strip down the audio and represent that in other formats. Now, that's not untrue. That, that actually is a pretty good strategy for repurposing content, making sure you're getting the most juice out of every piece of content you make. But what's interesting about that is that it sounds too good to be true, right? Well, hey, I just, you know, I make a video and now I've got two formats. And like I said, yes, that can be the case. But in some ways, when you create audio content that is purely audio, you tend to present it a certain way. Whereas if you're presenting audio through the format of video, it may come across slightly differently. It may render a little bit differently. As, as Gary likes to put it, the context is slightly different. So his, his favorite phrase is being contextual to the platform. So if you are contextual to an audio-only platform, let's say like an Anchor app for podcasting, that audio probably does come out and come across a little differently than, let's say, stripping audio off of a YouTube video, okay? So it's just something to think about, guys. It depends on how formal and how qualitative you're trying to make that audio content, okay? If, you, if, you're, if you're creating it more as a convenience for your audience and you're not trying to go much further than that, then feel free if you're producing videos to just strip off uh, audio content from it and then post it elsewhere. But if you're trying to create a certain degree of branding to your audio content and you want full resonance from it, then you likely need to be on an audio only platform. Okay. So that's kind of the first part. There's three major parts I want to go through here, guys. And that, that's really the first part is why audio? Why is it a big deal? Why does it matter? You know, we've already been talking a lot about video. Why would we even need to talk about audio anymore? 
That's the reason that we just went over. Now that kind of brings us to part two of the discussion, which is um, looking at what's out there from an audio perspective. Like where should you be producing or posting content? So the three major areas that you would consider that there would be an avenue for you are number one, a podcast. Okay. And you know, podcast is a generic term. You can put that podcast in a lot of places. Okay. You can use like anchor, you know, as your app and then it'll distribute your podcast to multiple, you know, multiple channels, you know, Spotify, Apple podcasts, you know, um, uh, you know, a, a bunch of overcast, um, you know, there's a bunch, a bunch of other um, podcast channels that Anchor will distribute your, your podcast to. Okay, so so that's that's one way to do it, okay? Then there's Clubhouse, okay, which is a live audio app that launched in March 2020 and really picked up steam through the pandemic, Um and, you know, all the way up to the present, you know, has has a pretty strong following. Uh, and we'll come back to each one of these in a second. And then the answer to Clubhouse was Twitter Spaces. So if you're a Twitter user, you've, you know, I'm sure seen those purple um, orbs that appear at the top of your uh, application. And you can see uh, different conversations taking, taking place there in uh, what's known as the Twitter Spaces format. So... Each, each one of those presents its own advantages and disadvantages. And again, just kind of talking a little bit more about each one factually right now before we, before we get into the third part of this discussion, which is kind of contrasting them to each other and helping you decide which one you should use if you're going to indeed do audio content uh, for your business, is, you know, so podcasting goes as far back as April, I'm sorry, not April, but it goes back to 2004. And so we're talking about it's been around for now, what, 17, going on 18 years uh, since the fir- first podcast came out. Uh, there's now estimated to be 2 million podcasts, I believe, is the last figure I saw. Um, and again, podcasting is, in general, um, a more polished, a more... Um, you know, uh, well thought out ahead of time way to distribute audio content, okay? And, you know, again, it can be done on a variety of platforms. There's tons of apps and different tools out there that you guys can use uh, to make your podcast, to improve them, to distribute them, so on and so forth. Now, Clubhouse, which, like I said, came out in March 2020, Clubhouse is a live, you know, sort of hangout you know, audio hangout where there are speakers that are hosting these rooms, as they call them, and participants can just kind of drop in and listen. And in some cases, they may have an opportunity to speak or the the speakers and the leaders in the room may open up the floor to the different individuals either that they call upon or, you know, maybe, you know, more equitably than that. Um, But Clubhouse had an interesting lifespan so far. I mean, it came out at the very, very beginning of the pandemic. I mean, literally March 2020, when they, I mean, that's the the month and year that the pandemic was declared. 
And then it, it, it was invite only. So it was a very small number of users. You had to get an invite to get on it. You could only listen to it on an Apple device. Um, eventually, those restrictions loosened. Eventually, the, the user base grew, the invitations grew in number, and all of a sudden, the app was open to everybody. And I forget exactly when that happened. I believe it was earlier this year uh, that Clubhouse opened itself up to everybody. Um, and, you know, the, the user base just kind of exploded. And so, you know, so basically, you know, something that was very exclusive and very, you know, hip kind of plateaued a little bit. And then it started to pick up steam again. And generally speaking, Clubhouse is on an upward trajectory as we speak. Now, that can always change. I mean, in this world, it can almost change overnight. But that's kind of a little bit of history and factual basis on Clubhouse. Now, Twitter Spaces followed Clubhouse, and I believe Twitter Spaces started, I should have looked this up for you guys before the episode, but probably late 2020, early 21. I'm going to go ahead and guess that it was somewhere in that time frame, and I'll, I'll actually look it up for you guys right now as, as we're kind of talking here. Um, let's just take a look and see if we can triangulate it. So Twitter Spaces started in November 2020. So pretty good guess on my part. Late 2020, uh, Twitter Spaces debuted. And when it kind of picked up some steam in the earlier part of 2021, the spring of 2021 to be exact, um, it crimped clubhouse's metrics i mean it cut down the number of people using clubhouse and the active engagement that was going on there it, it it basically cut into that situation now twitter spaces you know if you have the clubhouse app you know fairly simple i mean you just click the app you go in there's rooms in there you can you can look up rooms by topic that sort of thing you can just jump into a room you know and listen in um you know, it's pretty self-explanatory once you're inside the app. Now, Twitter is a little different because Twitter was not made for live audio like that. It's just an additional feature. So when you go into Twitter, you see your normal news feed, you have, you know, your search function, all this kind of stuff. And ironically, um, as, as I do this podcast on November 18th, on November 17th, Twitter um, unveiled that Spaces was now a more prominent option inside of your Twitter account. So if you look at the toolbar at the bottom, right in the middle, there's a series of little bubbles. I think there's like four little bubbles down there. That is the shortcut, you know, one click into a list of all the spaces that are going on. Now you can search through them. You can type into the search bar and look for something specific, or you can just scroll through the spaces and, and jump into one that way. But of course, you know, again, that's one feature out of many on Twitter, you know, from posting tweets to voice tweets to, uh, well, we used to have fleets on there, but those went away in August. Uh, but, but the point is that Twitter Spaces is one of a few different ways to use the app, whereas Clubhouse, it's all about live, live audio, you know, joining live audio sessions, okay? So... <clears throat> If you needed any, before we go into which one you should be doing, if you needed any more convincing about audio, this is just something I didn't want to let go by before we move forward. 
Here's some, just let me read some crazy stats to you guys about, about audio listening. Okay, and this is off of um, business2community.com is where I'm quoting from. Uh, and this was an article they published in April 2021. So even this is a little bit dated now at this point, but these are some staggering numbers nonetheless. So it says an estimated 193 million or 68% of the U.S. 12 and over population listens on a monthly basis to something. You know, listens, you know, does some kind of audio listening. Uh, weekly online audio listening estimates at 62% of the population. The average time spent listening weekly is 16 hours and 14 minutes. I mean, a huge increase from 2020's 15 hours and 12 minutes. Okay. Uh, the time U.S. adults spent with digital audio uh, re- recorded an 8.3% growth. Again, from 2020 to 21, I believe is what they're contrasting. Digital audio accounted for 11% of total media time. Um, you know, and if you look at who's listening, you say, well, Chris, nobody in my business's audience is listening to this stuff. You probably are wrong. Because even though it's a fairly, I mean, there's, there's a fairly strong representation on the younger end of things, like in the Gen Z category, where ages 12 to 34, 86% say they're active monthly listeners, even if you go to age 55 plus, we're talking about 46%. So really, if you're saying, well, I have a very older, you know, old demographic for my business, blah, 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 you know, um, you know, I'm, I'm basically in the age 50 and over category, whatnot, you still have a one in two chance that the person is an active audio listener via their smartphone or however they're doing it. So it's really no excuse to say, well, I have an, an older audience. And therefore, I don't need to do it. Now, considering just some podcast stats, and we'll kind of wrap up with this before we go on to part three of this podcast. So it says here, podcasting is a familiar term to around 78% of the population in the U.S. About 162 million U.S. citizens over 12 listen to a podcast at least once. An estimated 41% tune in monthly. Okay. So, now from a podcast perspective, you know, age group does matter a little bit more. um, Because the the group 55 plus represent about 26% of monthly listeners. But that's up from 22% in 2020, so a huge jump in one year. Okay, so the bottom line is when you look at whether or not you should be doing audio like a podcast, I think the stats don't lie. And it's definitely telling you it's something you should think about, definitely something you should consider. Okay, so now that we got some of those stats out of the way, let's talk about um which one you should be doing or which one you might consider doing now just contrasting them one of the best contrasts that i've come across between a podcast or being present on either clubhouse or twitter spaces or both of those okay so in other words podcasting versus live audio okay so you have you know pod- podcasts are highly polished and published in advance and so forth and then you have live audio, which is obviously happening real-time. So in the contrast between them, the best one that I've heard 
was actually from HubSpot's senior podcast producer, Matthew Brown. Uh, and this is, I'm taking this off of HubSpot's website. But Brown goes ahead and says, quote, one of the key differences between live audio and podcasts are listener behaviors. Live audio is typically a passive engagement, while podcasts are more of an active engagement. Okay. And so, you know, he goes on to say that, and, and I mean, this is probably the best quote of them all in terms of what you, you know, what you should consider when you are uh, trying to decide which one to do. But he says, uh, quote, on Clubhouse, which you can substitute spaces there as well, something might happen at any moment. On a podcast, something should happen at every moment, unquote. So that's a powerful quote because it highlights the key difference in your strategy, in, in, in the potential strategy you might employ, right? If you are, and I would, I would put it this way, so this is in my own words now. If you are trying to, in a very polished, deliberate, focused, you know, laser-targeted sort of way, branding yourself through your audio content, then a podcast is more suitable to that. Because a podcast is going to allow you to be very thoughtful about the content you produce, prepare it ahead of time, tweak it, trim it, streamline it, whatever you want to call it, but prepare it in a way that it's highly digestible and highly targeted to particular topics, audiences, people, situations, scenarios, etc. On the other hand, the lure of live audio is that you don't know what's going to happen at any moment. It can be very harrowing. It can be very exciting. It can be very nail-biting when you're just listening to live audio and you have no idea what's going to happen next. You, you know that whatever you're listening to is happening in real time. There's, there's no pre-planning. Nobody could have polished it or published it ahead of time or, or prepped it ahead of time or whatnot. And so you're, you're kind of listening in and just, you know, maybe waiting to see if there's some fireworks or if, you know, something really, really interesting gets said or happens. But at the same time, that excitement and that, that novelty can actually go the other way. And you can actually be sitting there on a live audio bored out of your mind because nothing's happening, because nothing interesting is occurring. Maybe the dialogue is slow. Maybe the issue is of no interest to you. Maybe, maybe everybody on that on that discussion has the same opinion, so there's no variation in opinion. I mean, there could be a number of reasons why live audio can quickly bore you senseless. You know, if it's just if it just isn't picking up steam or isn't addressing the things you wanted to, uh, you, there's no fast forwarding. There's no let me get to the good part. That you don't know what the good part is going to be. You, you simply are at the the whim and the mercy of the live audio broadcast. So, because of that, if you're not as focused on branding through audio, let's say you, you say, for example, hey Chris, I'm really strong on video, that's my thing, you know, branding myself really well there, and I'm not as worried about that with audio, and I do want to create an interesting user experience, and I do want to, you know, excite, you know, my audience and, you know, bring them in for these impromptu discussions and kind of, you know, and address things informally with them. 
uh, and just create a space for them to do that and to do it audio only so that they can multitask or whatever, then I think you're much more in the realm of either opening a room on Clubhouse, you know, hosting there, or hosting Twitter spaces, you know, Twitter space. And again, I think it just kind of comes back to how you're attempting to brand yourself and how you want to come across. So, you know, again, the packaging that you can do with a podcast is just so different. It, 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 you know, it kind of comes down to the only similarity between the podcast and the, you know, Twitter and Clubhouse is the fact that you have um, audio going on. And after that, there's really no similarities. They become completely different animals, completely different animals. Okay, so to kind of balance out the um, the opinions on this, uh, HubSpot's marketing manager, Chris Eberhardt, uh, he's in charge of the Clubhouse programming for HubSpot. And he, and he says, so this is interesting, he says, quote, Clubhouse can be a good option for a company that wants to create a presence in audio but wants to avoid the saturation and production quality involved in podcasts, unquote. So that's really the flip side of it. So yes, if you produce a podcast you are much more likely to gain branding traction out of that podcast versus doing a clubhouse or doing a Twitter space. However, the downside is there are 2 million podcasts, hence saturation as Everhard put, puts it, and you have to be much more thoughtful and preparatory in how you produce that audio content. In other words, there's a production quality issue there. Now, you could argue, you could say, hey, Chris, um, yeah, I know that my podcast should be highly polished and perfect and sound like I'm in a studio and all that kind of stuff, but I don't care about that. I, I'm, I'm going to do a podcast anyway, and I'm just going to throw audio up there, and it's going to be authentic, and people are going to follow it because of the authenticity and so forth. And to be honest with you, I don't necessarily disagree with that. I mean, you know, every podcast, you know, except maybe, you know, the Joe Rogan experience <laughs> could be improved from a production standpoint, you get a better microphone, you can be in a more sound, sound, you know, protective room or, you know, whatever, okay? There's lots of ways that you can up the production quality of your podcast. That being said, I do agree that you can create an authenticity factor by just podcasting whatever, you know, from wherever, you know, in whatever setting, whatever, you know, tools or lack of tools you have, okay? So in, in many respects, you, you don't want to constrain yourself if that's where you're comfortable. So if you're like, yeah, Chris, I just, I'm determined to have a podcast, but I don't have a studio and I don't have fancy equipment. I just want to talk into my phone and podcast. That's fine. I don't, I don't necessarily think that's going to blow up your business or create some horrendously negative effect for your business. It may just not gain as many listeners. It may, you know, it may turn some people off in terms of, you know, well, you know, I, I can't bear to listen to this audio content because it's not produced perfectly. So you, you still may lose some people along the way in that regard, but you may also gain a few on the other side because they feel you're being authentic. You're not polishing things up. You're just jumping onto the podcast. You're talking about what's on your mind and you're exiting. And there's no, you know, from your standpoint, there's no need to do any more than that. Okay. So so I don't want to make it sound like any of this is gospel and you have to, you know, you just have to kind of be, you know, latched on 
uh, to doing it this way or that way. But it's just a, a general sort of dividing line between the polished, prepped audio and the live audio. And that's how I think you should think about it. So, I think, you know, as we wrap up, you know, and, and, and the final point Eberhard makes uh, that, that sort of expands on what we just talked about in terms of why you would use Clubhouse or, in, in, you know, as a case maybe Spaces instead of a podcast, says, you know, four major things. Either, number one, you don't have enough bandwidth and resources to create a high-quality podcast. Uh, you want to more easily differentiate your brand on Clubhouse since podcasts are more saturated. You want to form a space to connect with your audience directly and open up rooms for audience questions and engagement. Obviously, on a podcast, you're not going to be able to do that. You're not going to get that live, on-the-fly interaction. And lastly, you want one of your leaders to build their brand in the space. So you could argue, you know, Clubhouse is so new, there's lots of you know, organic reach and engagement that's available there. Hey, it's an opportunity to sort of day trade that attention, another Gary Vee-ism, uh, to day trade that attention and say, okay, Here's a new platform. A lot of eyeballs are coming on that platform. A lot of good organic opportunities to reach people. Let's get one of our leaders into that space to start making some noise, to start gaining a following, to start aggregating organic reach and opportunity. Okay? So I think, you know, I, I think you guys get the point. I mean, you, you know, you can obviously go out there, you can kind of look, you know, you can look at this stuff from every angle and kind of decide what's best for your business, or you could do both. I mean, there's, no, there's nothing stopping you from producing a podcast and opening up, opening up a clubhouse room and or a Twitter space. I mean, if you're, especially if you really uh, enjoy producing audio content and audio is your thing, I would say go for it. I would say get your audio on every platform, you know, Twitter spaces and um, um, uh, clubhouse. You know, they're, they're very, very new platforms or features. And so using them extensively in their infancy is just like with any of these social media apps is, is almost always the best way to sort of break in on that ground floor, get some followers early on, start building some organic reach, and, and, you know, maybe you take off on that platform. You know, who knows? So I think, you know, this is definitely something for you to consider as to which one is most appropriate, which one is best, or is or, or all of them best. Uh, you know, that certainly could be a possibility as well. So um, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up there, guys. I think we got you know, about a half hour in on this episode. Uh, but it's very important. I think, you know, everybody listening to this should consider audio. I, I, th I think there's nobody who, who, you know, I would say, yep, you, you absolutely shouldn't think about producing audio content. So everybody should think about it, understand the gravity of it, understand the reach that it provides in terms of you really giving person their, a person their time back because they don't have to stare at a video. Uh, they can just consume your audio. And so I think once you're familiar with the power of it, then you can turn your attention to, okay, what's my strategy Am I going for branding? Am I going for authenticity? Am I going for user engagement? Am I trying to open up an audience, you know, live, uh, you know, uh, real time? Whatever your priorities are, look at those priorities and then map them back to the platforms and say, okay, you know, I'm really going for brand equity here and awareness. I'm going to go to a podcast or I really want to just create a community where everybody can weigh in and ask questions and I can gain feedback from them and stuff like that. Well, then, you know, Clubhouse or Twitter Spaces is much more appropriate for that. Okay, guys, so we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here, guys. Really appreciate you listening in to episode 11. Uh, the radio isn't dead. Um, and, um, you know, again, if you have any questions, you can you know, reach out to us, uh, you know, through the podcast. You can uh, go over to our Facebook page, LinkedIn page, 
check us out over there. Uh, you know, drop a note, leave a comment, send a message, and uh, we'll, we'll answer your question. And um, you know, look out for more information on this. Uh, there's there's a lot to explore in terms of different ways you can use audio and different tactics you can employ. So we'll definitely be coming back to more of those. But uh, as I said, definitely appreciate you guys listening. Please uh, like this episode, uh, share this episode, subscribe to our podcast. Uh, we're publishing twice a week, Tuesdays, Thursdays, you know, occasional exception. Um, but uh, definitely uh, check us out. We'll be back next week with episode 12, uh, 23 November, as we get ready here in the United States to head into Thanksgiving holiday Uh, We'll have another episode up for you on Tuesday uh, and go from there. So thanks again, guys. I'm going to go ahead and sign off. Again, this is Chris Anastasio with the Transform Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.